we did a video series on confidence and, and the definition angus truth be told blew me away angus the definition was the belief in oneself that they can do it right the belief or the possibility that they think in their mind they can do it and so the crazy part about that is um, i was watching an interview with oprah and she was saying how that belief sometimes doesn't even have to be true. I mean, like, like Angus, I'm, I'm going back to think of, of, I was 150 pounds playing division one college football, slow as dirt, Angus, I was not fast at all. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends, and welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. If you're not watching this on video, you should be, because my smile is now ear to ear, because every now and then, I get to interview somebody that's not only amazing, but somebody who is a dear, dear friend. Now, I'm going to welcome to the show my good friend, Alex Willis. Alex, welcome to the show. Angus, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited, man. My, my smile is probably bigger than yours right now because uh, I'm on the other side of the world, but I get a chance to see my good friend um, who, who I love you and your family just so much and uh, just to hang out for uh, a little time today to talk about uh, life, leadership, and just business. Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. So uh, not only will it be informative and uh, just a great time for me, I hope we we're able to give tons of value to uh, your listeners and those who follow you and follow mm. all the amazing things that you're doing through your company. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, Alex and I met, is it, was it, it must be coming up four years ago. Was it five years ago? I think it's four. Yes. I think, I think four Angus. I think, I think it'll be four years ago and we both uh, did a program called warrior, which is a kind of program designed for married entrepreneurial men with kids who kind of just want to, experience more, give more, contribute more. Um, and from the moment, in fact, even beforehand, there was um, online work that we would, were doing and I felt this kind of kinship with Alex. And when we finally got to kind of meet in person as, as well, um, man, I, I, I just, I, I kind of want us to chat for five. There's so many wonderful things I want to tell our audience about the kind of human being that you are. One of the challenges I had at Warrior at that stage um, was I, I was with my beautiful now wife, Lauren, and uh, in a stage of confusion you know, um, about how to kind of move forwards with this relationship and where it was going. And, you know, I'm a, I guess overwhelmed from a divorce first time around that kind of didn't work and feeling like a failure and scared to kind of move forwards. And one of the outcomes that I wanted to achieve from that program is kind of get some clarity in around, you know, how I wanted to move forwards. And with a group of men that were with me, one of the great outcomes that I achieved from that was, you know, knowing that I was going to come home and ask Lauren to marry me. And um, yeah, so which was kind of huge. And, and without a doubt, one of the great moments of my life there too. And Alex, um, you know, was instrumental as a part of that too. And what, what was extraordinary about that is he said, when the time comes, I'm going to come for your wedding. So Alex at that stage was in Florida. I'm over here in Australia. And he's a super busy guy because he's a rock star, as you're here as we're kind of moving forwards as, as, as well. But he and his beautiful wife, Sabrina, made it all the way over to my wedding. And, but here was the, the amazing thing. We had a few days beforehand. And he was so committed to being there, he got there for the ceremony. He didn't get there for the party. And still, Alex, to this day, like when people talk about the wedding, like so many of them talk about you and Sabrina because that's the 
the impact that you had one finger in the distance that you traveled, but even if you'd come from just next door, it's the kind of human being that you are. You, um, you emanate a level of love, certainty, wisdom, compassion, and care. So today I'm really looking forward to talking about two things. Before we started recording, we talked about seeing ourselves as a problem solver and, and the importance of that. And then we talked about leadership as well. So can you give our audience a little bit of a background story you know, what got you to where you are now, your experiences, and, and then let's dive in and talk about value and leadership. Yeah, well, Angus, again, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, just a little background on me, grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, so grew up in the inner city, and so uh, tough getting tough in the inner city, and so you're trying to find your way, talk about solving problems. Oftentimes, you know, uh, you have drugs, you have crime, you have all kinds of things going on, going on and you have to kind of navigate your way through that. Right. And so for me, uh, sports was a great outlet for me. And so uh, I kind of gravitated to football and playing football at a young age. Not the best in the world, but, you know, that was my kind of outlet. And so I was able to uh, solve problems uh, of getting better over time, be it, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, uh, end up going to college to play football uh, at the University of Florida. And that actually, you know, was a game changer for me. Pulled me out of my community, uh, exposed me to different people, different things, and then from there, I uh, got a chance to learn, get a degree at the University of Florida in business, and then go on to play a little short stint in the NFL. I jokingly tell people, Angus, it does stand for not for long. NFL, not for long. Trust me, my friend. It is, it is a quick career, uh, a lot of fun, but uh, that was ultimately uh, my first exposure to getting out of my environment and seeing that there are uh, other things out there that I could do. And so uh, after getting cut in the, in the NFL, uh, I was devastated, to be honest with you. Went through depression, uh, wondering, well, you know, what am I going to do next? Because as a kid, you know, you dream of this career, this illustrious career in the NFL that you're going to make gazillions of dollars and this will be your life and it will be amazing. And all of a sudden it, it didn't happen. It was shattered. And so uh, struggled for several years kind of bouncing around, seeing what is it that I wanted to do and what was I going to do? Uh, with the rest of my life and so really uh begin to get into business and say you know what let's 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 start this business thing and so uh started my first company in pretoria south africa i moved to south africa started an animation studio there and everything that could have went wrong went wrong my friend i mean i went in there with the american way thinking this is the way you do it it's the american way and they told me dude screw you we don't do it this way and so Everything that could have went wrong from a leadership perspective, it went wrong, man. And so, um, I, you know, I was licking my wounds after that. I, I lost uh, probably about $2 million of investors' money. So I had to come back to the States, let them know uh, that we were out of money, let them know why and that I was the, the, the reason for that, you know. And uh, really, I, I re-enrolled back in school to learn more about leadership and say, you know what, let's solve the problem. What, what did I do wrong? And so I really began to spend a lot of internal work and internal time thinking to myself, you know, well, how do you use this to fall forward, right? Don't, don't use it as a setback. Understand you can learn from this. Uh, it's not the end of the world. We, we're, we're resilient as human beings. We can always come back. We can always bounce back, always grow, always do more if we have the right mindset. And so from there, Angus, I really began to dive into leadership, learn more about leadership, you know, uh, than I knew previously. And uh, I started on a circuit doing some speaking, talking to colleges, working with colleges, helping them with leadership stuff. 
And uh, it, just, it just so happened that one day I was uh, speaking to an audience and it, uh, the, uh, the person in the audience, he was the president of uh, one of the largest electrical contracting companies in the U.S. And so when I got off the stage, he came up and said, hey, man, listen, I know you know nothing about construction or electrical work, but I think you can help change our company. Right. And so uh, as a result of that, he said, hey, would you be willing to come in and consult to just see what our men and women are experiencing, what they're facing, to see if you can help us uh, grow our business, but more so connect with our people uh, from the C-suite. He said, because there's this huge disconnect between our frontline leaders in the C-suite and in construction, that's a pretty prevalent problem. And he wanted me to come in and try to see if we could do it. And so spent a few months in the field working with a lot of the uh, men and women side by side just to see what was going on, understood some of the challenges, and then we began to put um, programs in place, Angus, and to be honest, it, it took off from there, man. We were able to grow a business from, you know, just coming in to consult to make, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, per per deal, you know, to you know, uh, close to hitting about a million dollars a year, about one point two this year, uh, in about three years, just to really helping people, but having a, a specific focus. Uh, knowing exactly who we serve and where we're going, which is in construction. Uh, and so therefore we created a company called Leadership Surge. And that's where we focus in on building people in the construction industry, really helping them understand their value, uh, understanding that they, they have purpose, they have meaning and seeing the leadership abilities that they can make uh, and, and, and how they can contribute both at work and at home. So uh, that's where we are today, my friend. And so we're looking now, as you said, to solve problems to see what's the next iteration of leadership surge because uh, things don't just stay the same. You know, they either grow or they die. And so mm -hmm. right now that's where we are looking to see how do we change it? What's the next level? Uh, and we're having fun exploring doing that. So, so thanks for having me. That's a little bit of my backstory. So let's talk, let's dive in my friend. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this and I'm always fascinated about this concept because, you know, there was certainly, there was the failure over in South Africa. And then before that, there was being cut from the NFL there as well. So two huge kind of, uh, you know, slaps that you kind of had at that stage. And we all have these in different kind of forms that come on there too. What is it that allowed you to get yourself out of you talk about that depression that's happened or you know there's a failure over in south africa that you could have just come back and buried your head in the sand instead of taking ownership of it what what were the skills that you had that helped you kind of navigate through in that manner so so angus i'll tell you um i just kind of haphazardly did it at the time but i but i'll be honest with you i've gone back to research that and study that so okay what what was it what did you do because we want to be able to tell and teach people this stuff now right and so what I, what I found, Angles, was from age, from, from as young as I can remember, my friend, I've always had a grand vision for my life. And so I remember, man, in the inner city, you know, not having a lot of money, but for Mother's Day, I would go and cut out all these car cars out of the newspaper, pictures of cars, luxury cars, and I would paste those on my mom's card saying, hey, one day I'm going to buy you one of these cars. Right. And so from a little kid, I've always had that resilient vision to say, dude, this is how life is going to be for you. Right. And so I think number one is uh, I was able to have a resilient vision. Right. Because what happens is if, if you have a long term vision, it can get you through short term frustrations. And you have to understand that the NFL, you have to understand that South Africa, all of those were short term frustrations. 
And I was able to get through those because I had a long-term vision that was out there saying, no, here's who Alex will be 10, 20, 30 years from now. And, and because I was able to have that vision out there like that, this setback was viewed differently. And it, it wasn't the end of the story, right? And so for a lot of our people that we work with, they've never really taken the time to journal and say, you know, what is your resilient vision that you have for yourself? What, what will you do one day? This grand vision and ultimately understanding that all of these things in life are what I like to call ingredients similar to making chocolate chip cookies that all come together to ultimately over time make an amazing product. But if you look at these things separately, Angus, oftentimes they are devastating and they are bitter and they are not nice. They aren't sweet, right? Same thing like chocolate chip ingredients. I mean, you, you, you eat salt by itself, dude, and it's not the best. Or you eat a margarine, a, but, a stick of butter, it's not great. But when you mix that with flour, with chocolate chips, with dough, and you mix it and you put it in the oven and over time, it comes out phenomenal, right? And so that's kind of how I've always looked at life. And even now, when we're having troubles and challenges, you know, it's, it's going back to that resilient vision saying, dude, as long as you're able to get up and breathe, man, you're still able to go after that vision of who you say you want to be and what you view life as. Yeah. I wondered too, because, you know, I, I had, um, you know, an aha moment when it was a decade ago. Because for so long as a chiropractor, it was not just my job, it was my identity. Like it was, it was just who I was. And chiropractors tend to get a bit like this. Like lots of kind of mm. natural health because it's, we hang around with other chiropractors, our work, it's a, it's a way of life. But it meant for me that when things at practice weren't going so great because it was my identity, then life wasn't going great. And I, and I wonder for some of our listeners, because that idea, because when I hear you talking about some grand vision for life there too, um, you know, it, it, that can be overwhelming for some too. But, you know, I think that I'm trying to communicate this, that if your identity had been that all I am is an NFL footballer, and if I fail at that, then I fail at my identity. And so therefore the ongoing pain is horrific there as well. And I'm, I, I know that happens with so many elite athletes over here in Australia as, as well. Mm -hmm. And then also your identity wasn't in around, you know, uh, who I am with the, over in South Africa. You know, I'm running this animation studio there as well. You do a lot of work, we talked beforehand about, you know, homeless kids, kids on the street, gangs, violence, you've done extraordinary. So when you've got somebody in that situation there and all of a sudden you're saying to them, hey man, you gotta have a vision for your life. I've got to imagine there's a little bit of, fuck you, man. It's all good for you. We've got everything yep. going on. Yep. You know, yep. my vision for yep. my life is to get lunch today. So right. like, how, how do you work with, because I think that if our listeners can, you know, because the fact that we're listening to this gang, I want to stop you for a moment is we're so damn privileged. Like if you're listening to this podcast or watching it now, then, you know, chances are, and you might go, Angus, you don't know what's going on for me. And you know, and I don't, and I'm sending love to you at this moment there too. But if we can stop and if you can share that, how do you, how perhaps somebody might have that going on in their life? How do you work with vision for somebody who might feel at rock bottom? So, so I, I tell you, Angus, it, it starts with building up the self and self-confidence, right? And so uh, working with tons of inner city kids, you're right. They are struggling a lot of times just to say, you know what, dude, I'm just trying to get through the day. I'm just trying to get, you know, I need something to eat today, Alex, right? And so we, 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 we reel that back in for a second and say, okay, lady, let's, 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 let's start identifying what you're great at. What, you know, what is it that you can do that nobody else in the world can do? 
right? And a lot of times they don't know, Angus, I'll be honest with you. So they, but, but it's getting them to see value in themselves, understanding that, listen, life has created you in a way that you are special, you are dynamic. There is nobody on the planet like you. Right now, and and that is that is that is separate from any of your circumstances that you're facing. So the first issue, especially when we're dealing with inner city kids, is to understand that I am separate from my situations. Be it if I'm if I'm the if I'm a billionaire, that is where I am at this point in time in my life. If I'm the guy on the back of the garbage truck, that is where I am at this point in time in my life. It's not who I am, right? And so a lot of times it's separating or divorcing my environment, my, my, my circumstances from who I am. And so getting them to understand that and getting them to begin to start seeing some of the gifts that are inside of themselves. And then from there, we begin to say, okay, now, let's say the guy, I have a guy right now that I'm working with. He's like, Alex, I love talking to people. I'm like, hey, dude, listen, that's amazing. That is a skill set right there in itself, right? And so I said, okay, so how do we take that? And how do we begin to develop that? Because ultimately, Angus, this ultimate vision for yourself, it's not something that just comes in overnight. It, it is something that, it, it's not a straight line. It's not a straight line. It is, it, it, I tell people all the time, man, it is left, right, oh, two steps back, three steps forward, and you're, you're constantly, it's almost as if you're in the dark, a blind man in the dark, figuring this thing out, right? And so, but, but if you find out one of those things, that's a piece of what you're good at, right? Uh, or what you enjoy doing, and then begin to pursue that, going down that path, understanding that that still may not be the ultimate end goal, but following that path is going to lead you to so many different books, different podcasts that you hear, people that you explore in your life, and as a result, you kind of stumble into, wow, this is who I am. This is, this is what I'm supposed to be. And so, uh, you know, I, I paint that picture, and I tell people to paint that picture very loosely. Uh, with broad strokes, don't pigeonhole it. I mean, if you ask me right now, Angus, my resilient purpose and picture for my life, it is ultimately to build a billion-dollar business helping develop people. Yeah. And I, Angus, that is broad as it comes, <laughs> right? Yes. And so if you think about it, someone will say, dude, you don't, but, but it, it, it allows me to be resilient because in, in the animation business in Pretoria, I thought we were going to build kids through cartooning. Well, that didn't happen. That wasn't a deal. Okay, cool. But but it doesn't knock down my ultimate vision, which is to build a billion-dollar company, bringing value and building and helping people, right? And so I went from animation to construction right now, right? But yes. it's still building and helping people and making their lives better. So ultimately, it allows me to pursue a path, but still broad path. Uh, ultimately seeing where I may end up and not knowing ultimately how that vision is going to come to pass. But I know that that's what I want to do and that's how I want to make money. Uh, I don't want to do it any other way. And so, and so for me, that's kind of how I paint that picture for people, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it, that makes it huge because that, that was a real struggle for me because early on, you know, when I got into, you know, really studying kind of a lot of personal development, self growth, you would mm -hmm. see these people who just had this rock solid vision for their life and I was mm -hmm. so yeah. incredibly envious, envious of it. Mm -hmm. Like if, if only mm -hmm. I, I found that single one purpose, because it seemed to make everything else, like when you've got direction and focus like that, you, you kind of just can swat stuff away as you're going there. And I could never find it. And it, it, I noticed that things would change for me all the time. I thought, ah, oh, that's probably not a good, but it wasn't, you know, at the beginning of this interview, we, we talked about how we met through Warrior and, and Garrett White. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because one of the other great things that I took from that 
is that Garrett has this concept of life purpose being expansion. And, yep. and when yep. he said that, it just, the penny dropped for me. And I went, ah, I got it. So the first phase of my life, working life, was expansion through me as a chiropractor. Now, that wasn't mm -hmm. my purpose. My purpose was expansion. And then as things have changed now, and I've opened up Audio Media, and then now it's expansion through some of the marketing work we do through this podcast, but it's expansion. Mm -hmm. And I don't, also, I don't have to hold on to this identity that I have now. Right. You know, one of my greatest <laughs> values is freedom. So I can change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And as long as what mm -hmm. I'm doing is about expansion, that's the filter that I can run through. And that might work for some of our listeners, but for some of you might want something kind of a little bit more. But it, 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 through my filter, I go, ah, that, that's Alex. He's expanding through different things. Yes. Yeah. Angus, that, that is spot on, brother. And that, is, that, that, that was a nugget that I took away as well from Garrett there, seeing that as well as seeing that through expansion, oftentimes it comes through failure and pain. Right. And so, uh, and, and, and I begin to tie that together when I thought about football, right. Or athletics, you know, you only grow and gain in size and muscle when you put the muscle under pressure and you put the muscle under stress to a point that it can't push anymore. Right. And that's when you take a break and you continually do that over time and you gain mass, you gain weight, you gain strength, but it comes through putting it under pressure, putting it under stress, and sometimes failing to lift that. And so taking that same approach in life, that's ultimately how we expand, right? The same way you expand your muscles, the same way you expand your fitness is how you expand in life. And oftentimes uh, we've been, you know, sold a bad bill of goods thinking that it comes through pleasure and that it's going to be these great, nice, shiny moments of how I expand. And so oftentimes people miss, in my opinion, their expansion moment because they're looking for this beautiful, shiny, you know, diamond that's going to happen and allow them to do it, not realizing that, no, it's, it's the work. It's, it's, it's the failure that allows you to dust yourself off, analyze where you are, and then as you begin to rebuild this, move forward and expand and become better. Yeah, I think and I'm so grateful for it because there's a lot more of a conversation around that now. Have you ever heard of um, Dan Sullivan, strategic coach Dan Sullivan? And he has a yes. full C model. And he, he talks about this too. I, I did a kind of training with our community influencer members. We dive deep on, on, on where confidence comes from because we're all after confidence, right? So we want confidence. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, and confidence comes from capabilities. If I've got the capabilities, then I'm going to be confident. So I might say to somebody, hey, you know, Steph, I want you making some videos. She goes, I'd make some videos, Angus, but I lack the confidence. If, or if I had your mm -hmm. skills, then, you know, I'd be making some videos. And so it, it, it's all about confidence and capabilities. But what we realize is there's two things that come before that that we miss. And he says the thing that comes before capabilities is courage. Because when we go from not having the capabilities into having, having the capabilities, it requires courage. And here's the key Love thing, it. is that courage never feels good. If it feels good, it's confidence. It's not courage. It's you got it? I so, love it. I love that. Yes. So this was key for me, man. I'm like, ah, yes. Now, the cool thing is, is that whenever you're feeling fearful, okay, then you can get damn excited because what you're in at the moment is courage. And the exciting thing about courage is it yes. leads to new capabilities and new confidence. So I love that. I yes. love that. I love that. I love that. He's, he's, so, he's so, so damn clever with regards to that too. And I, I, I can't, I don't get it all the time. But I get moments now that I've, I've trained myself that when I get that fear, instead of I get excited because I'm like, oh, I'm about to learn something new. It's coming yeah. on. So yeah. 
And, yeah. and that's taken a decade. So that's not overnight that I've got that too. But you, you talk about that same thing. We know it, lifting weights, it hurts, it's painful. We get this result at the other end of it there too. So beautifully put. You know, Angus, can we stay there for a second? Because there's something, uh, I was working with a company uh, last week, actually, we're talking and doing some, some, some research on confidence, talk about confidence. And for the first time ever, you know, you look at definitions and you don't really pay attention to them. And we really began to, we did a video series on confidence and, and the definition, Angus, truth be told, blew me away. Angus, the definition was the belief in oneself that they can do it, right? The belief or the possibility that they think in their mind that they can do it. And so the crazy part about that is um, I was watching an interview with Oprah and she was saying how that belief sometimes doesn't even have to be true. I mean, like, like Angus, I'm, I'm going back to think of, of, I was 150 pounds playing division one college football, slow as dirt, Angus. I was not fast at all. But Angus, in my mind, you could not tell me, Angus, that I was not going to the NFL. My coaches would say, well, dude, you're not, big. you're not fast, you're not big. I mean, I had a ton of schools pass on me, but in my mind, dude, I was the best thing smoking, and I guess maybe it's, it's called blind ignorance, but Angus, that confidence or that belief in myself that I could allowed me to go out there and make plays that normally I probably wouldn't have made because just in my mind, regardless of what anybody else said, or I just, I just believe I can do it, right? And so I'm taking that same approach in business saying, listen, man, dude, I got the choice. I can choose to just believe I can do this. I, I can just choose to say, you know what? Dude, if they can do it, dude, you can do this. You can do it. And so I'm learning more and more. And uh, there's an author called Cantor who talks about this. And she says, you know, it's kind of a, it's crazy how all of these pieces come together because the person who believes that they can win or the team that believes that they can win, they're willing to put more effort on the front end than the other person simply because they believe they can win, right? Whereas the other person who, if, if you don't believe that you can win, your effort level is probably going to go down because you don't really believe you can do it. And so really both people on the same, they're really on the same playing field as far as skill set angles, but one, because I believe it, I'm going to push a little more and go a little more effort here because I just believe that I can. And, and I love how she began to paint this picture because she said, and here's the crazy part, in the middle, in the middle, it often all looks the same. It all looks like lost in the middle. For, 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 for all parties, it looks like lost in the middle, but it's the person who pushes to the end that, that's able to see the victory, right? So you can't really make that judgment where you are in business, where you are in life in the middle, because it doesn't look good in the middle. It never looks good in the middle. It's, it's always, oh, we may make, we may not. I don't know if we're going to be here. To, you know, but, but pushing through helps you to ultimately uh, become more confident because you do it, man. You do it, and when you do it, you get a few wins under your belt. You know, it's pretty cool to see that and you kind of, you know, start walking a little more with your chest out into life, kicks you then say, all right, let's, let's see you do it again, right? But it's cool. Have you got some thoughts about how to develop that belief? You know, how to have that grow that'll take you from the middle all the way to the end of the game? A, a few things, Angus, a few things that I would challenge um, our, our listeners to, to do. Uh, number one, uh, do something that scares you every day. Every day, do some, find something that scares the shit out of you every day and say, I'm doing it, right? Because ultimately, you become fearless, 
right? And, and that's what we're, like you just said, you mentioned courage, right? How do you become courage? How do you gain courage? Well, you gain courage by constantly doing things that scare you to the point that you're like, dude, I'm not scared. It doesn't matter to me, right? And so I found that to be one of those things there, um, which is doing something that, you know, I, I, that I'm scared of every single day. Uh, the, the other thing, Angus, that, that I've come to, uh, to learn is to really have a great support group, right? Uh, you, Scott, uh, my wife, Sabrina, I have a, a gentleman by the name of Doran. Uh, these are people who see more than I can see at times. Because here's the challenge. The challenge with us is that we as, we as human beings, man, we're very critical of ourselves, right? The first thing we always, you know, if, if someone gives you, you know, a list of, of your personality type, you know, whatever, the pros and the cons, we always look at the cons first. Say, oh, yeah, well, I, I suck over here, right? Or, you know, yeah, I could have done better. Because we never really value ourselves. And so sometimes you need that support group who can say, no, 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 dude, listen, no, 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 you don't realize you did this, you did this, you did that, right? And so that's how you begin to gain that courage, right? Uh, and that confidence and that belief. Sometimes it's not not the belief that you have in yourself, it's the belief that others have in you. And as a result of them, you're leaning on their belief, right? There, there are times in my life, man, sometimes things, I'm leaning on the belief of others. They don't know it, but I'm like, dude, really, I don't, uh, I don't know. But if you guys think I can do it, Yes. I don't want to disappoint. Let's do it. Right. And so I think those are two things that will help a, a lot. Uh, finding that support group, be it your family, be it free, close friends, you know, who can see in you and speak life and speak truth into you, uh, as well as doing something that scares the shit out of you, man. It, it works. I love it. You got this beautiful concept that you talk about of solving problems. And so mm -hmm. if we go from where we are now, we've, uh, you know, started to open up a new vision for ourselves. We're developing some confidence first stage of it there too, but we're not where we want to be. And you talked about earlier on today that really what stops you from where you are now to where you want to be is just solving problems. Yeah. Right. Can you talk a little bit more right. about that? I'll tell you who, who the, the, the author who opened my eyes to this Angus was a rich dad, poor dad, right? Uh, um, um, uh, Robert, what's Robert? Robert Kiyosaki, Robert yes. opened my eyes and seen that uh, no matter where you are on the totem pole, right, be it if you're rich or if you're poor, you're solving problems. Poor people are solving problems of, hey, how do I find money to pay the rent, to pay light bill, to do this? That's a problem. That's a problem I'm trying to solve, right? Yes. Rich people are trying to solve problems of, okay, hey, I made too much money this year. How do I handle this, these taxes? What do I do? How do I put money away? Where do we go? What can we invest in? What can we buy and still be successful? But both are the same skill set. And, and when he began to talk about that in one of his books, man, it opened my eyes like, holy cow, this is crazy. No matter where I am in life, if I'm at the top or if I'm at the bottom, I, I have to still solve problems, right? And so, but, but, the, but the difference is, if I'm at the top and if I'm being proactive with my life, I get to choose mm. what problems I solve, right? I, I get to choose the stress that I have because stress lives on both ends, right? Stress lives at the bottom and at the top, but I can choose what problems I'm going to solve at the top because I have the resources and I'm pushing myself forward into that direction to do that. And, and I'm a control freak. Angle. I love the power. I like to control my life as much as I can. And so therefore, I have uh, committed to solving problems, man. I get frustrated at times, but I understand that 
uh, the more problems you solve, you and I talked about this earlier, the more people you help, the more successful you are, it gives you a fulfillment, but then also there are some financial rewards that come with that because you're able to solve problems. And, and here's the crazy part, you know, the same skill set goes into solving a $5 problem and a million dollar problem. Now, I may take a little longer to solve a million dollar problem, but it's the same skills that we all have. And so therefore, oftentimes we're choosing to solve small problems. And I challenge myself and my team to, to stop solving small problems. Like, guys, listen, let, let's solve big problems. Let, let's, help, let's help a lot of people. Let's go after how do we how do we how do we globalize this thing and how do we change the world from solving problems and so therefore we've really adopted that kind of mentality here at Leadership Surge of identifying we, Angus we look for them. I mean I challenge my team do let's go out and look for them. what 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 problems are what's going on what what are you listening for what what are people saying what are they complaining about what are they saying oh I wish this it wasn't like this. Let's, let, I call it ear hustle, right? So I challenge my team, let's go out and ear hustle to see what's going on, guys, and, and let's go back to the lab to see can we solve that problem? Or number one, is it a problem worth solving uh, to us? And, and, and if so, how do we do it? How do we do it? And, and, and we begin to go down that rabbit hole. So it's pretty fun, man. I, I love it. I like that concept of ear hustling. I'm going to kind of introduce that one into my, yes. you know, because yes. when you think about it, is, is my, my brain was just, because there, there are kind of maybe two kinds of problems, internal problems, and then there's external. Mm -hmm. So there's problems with my life. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're thinking at the moment, I need to solve these problems. I've got this challenge at work. I've got this challenge at home. I've got this challenge with my kids there too. And then there's the problems in the world. And isn't it interesting that if we, I'm not, not, I'm cautious to say, it's not about ignoring our problems, but if we focus right. on solving problems for other people, isn't it interesting how many of our own problems just go away? Like, oh, totally. totally. Yeah, totally. like they, they, totally. they, they disappear. And, and, and you kind of reminded me because, you know, when you talked about seeing yourself as a problem solving, solver, that if, if you're wanting to, if one of your rules or, or, or goals for expansion is about greater income, that really all, all that is between you and the income and a greater income is just solve more problems. And so that's it. that's it. You know, how can I solve more problems? And the wonderful thing nowadays with this world that we live in with the internet, you know, you have a mobile phone and that's about no longer do you have to worry or, or concern yourself with just solving problems locally. Like you, you right. can, you can solve problems for people globally that were right. really difficult to do beforehand as well. Well, but, but Angus, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. And I, I saw this. I was in, I was in Atlanta last week uh, and I checked into my hotel room and there was a young guy there. And I, anytime I hear a young person, he asked, what, hey, well, what do you do, man? And so I got a chance to share. He's like, well, I want to start business. And so we got a chance to talk back and forth. And I challenged him. I said, hey, listen, I'll come back down in a little bit in a few minutes and talk with you. I said, but I'm going to spend about an hour in my room just silence, no television, just thinking. Because here's the deal, Angus, most people don't think, man. We, we, we're, we're so inundated with information on your phone, internet, listening. We're not thinking about problems that can, can be solved. It, it's, it, what I'm learning more and more, Angus, is I'm learning to spend valuable time meditating and just being quiet and just saying, listen, Alex, we're just going to sit here for an hour. You're not reading anything. You're just going to sit here and think, man. Just sit here and think. And just see, it, it's amazing sometimes the things that just come dropping your mind. And you're like, wait a minute. Ooh, I like that. Let me start thinking on that. And that's kind of the journey sometimes 
um, of starting that and, and understanding that problems. I think it was uh, Zuckerberg that said this. You know, they come. You know, uh, or or, or uh, ideas come half baked, right? They come half baked. They're not all the way there. And so, we, as people, as human beings, sometimes we're lazy because we think that the problems should all come together at one time. Angus, I'll tell you now, buddy. I'm using animation from you know 12 years ago today right because i'm solving problems in the construction industry of gamification we're gamifying how we do training those kinds of things but that problem was started 12 years ago of solving how do you bring cartoons and games to help people understand education how do we edutain them right and so because i started that problem solving that problem I was able to take bits and pieces of that. And that's where, we, that's where I believe a lot of us make mistakes. We think that you're going to get this answer overnight or that it's going to be a linear process, not understanding that you may have four or five ventures that you take a little piece of each and every one of them, like, oh, that was the answer over there. You put that with this. It, it, it's, kind of, it's a book called The Medici Effect. And The Medici Effect talks about things that oftentimes that don't go together and how you can bring those things and find those things and bring them together and create magic. You know, so video games and construction. People say, dude, that doesn't work. Well, we found a way to bring apps and video games and gaming into construction to educate and train them, right? And so two totally different industries, different challenges. We took bits and pieces of both to create something amazing. And so that's ultimately what I'm learning to do. And that's why I like to spend time thinking and just try to just as well as it angers go outside of my industry. So my team and people are like, Alex, why the hell are you going to a fishing conference? I'm like, dude, I just want to see what they're doing. Right. And in the process of going to fishing, trucking, gaming, casinos, you know, you find all this amazing stuff they're doing. And you see that you can take bits and pieces of this. And you're like, that's the that's the answer to my industry. That's the answer to this problem over here that I'm trying to solve. But oftentimes we stay in the same circles with the same industry that, that and it's only going to give us the same ideas. It's not until you go outside of that comfort zone somewhere else that you find new, wild, creative ideas that you can bring back and then see how you can adopt those into wherever you are. No, dude, my mind is 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 racing. I um I did a personality review. I think it's called an, an, an Enneagram, which I'd never kind of heard oh, of. Yeah, yes. dude. What, what's your number? What's your number? What's your seven. number? You're, you're I'm seven. seven. I'm a seven, right? So I think seven okay. is a, a visionary enthusiast. What number are you? I'm a three, dude. I'm a three. I'm a three. So, so, so I am a performer. I'm right. a performer. I bring people in, dude. Oh, I try to, you know, self-perspective, self-self, how you look. You know, on the stage, that's kind of my deal, dude. So I, it, it, it's interesting. Sabrina and I are going through right now. Sabrina's an eight. Right. Well, I've, I've you know, I, I have to, I'm sure I've done dozens of these things over my lifetime. And they're all pretty kind of really quite vague. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I could fit into any one of those. You know, mm -hmm. you like food to eat and to sleep. Like, who doesn't, man? You know, but this one here, I'm lying in bed the other night. And I'm reading this one to Lauren and like, she's giggling, laughing at this kind of stuff there too, because it, it described me with such clarity. And one of the things I realized, and you've reminded me now, like I, I, I very rarely sit in silence. Like I, I do everything I possibly can to get away from it as, as well. 
And I'd even saying to Lauren this, this week, like, like I'd, I'd been just taking some time to stop and have some deep breaths and how mm-hmm. good it feels. Like that's how disconnected I've got from that at the moment there too. And I, and I get it. I used to be a pro with my meditation. Like there were times when I just didn't miss, um, but I'm lousy with that. And I'm just, I'm thinking of the magic of what you just said there of sitting for an hour, like, mm-hmm. un, like without mm-hmm. distraction and just, you know, that, cause I really do believe that all I need is within me now. Like it's been a mantra of everything, mine. Everything, everything is there. Yes. You know, to, to, to take that time. And if we kind of, you know, if we kind of do a summary over the journey we've talked about through now of this idea of thinking about that, you know, failures aren't final. They're an opportunity for us to learn something new that you kind of talked about. To have a vision for your life that's beyond your current circumstances um, as, as well. An identity that's beyond your current circumstances as well. I talked about, you know, shared mind, which is just expansion. You know, Alex is, is a billion dollar company that impacts people there as, as well. I gotta fly over there to see I need a jet to fly over there to see you man come have brunch and then I can fly back right yes. so I gotta be able to do that yes, yes. yes. yeah but but where I where I see with this too you go okay great Angus I've gotten this vision for my life there too I need to see myself as uh uh you know somebody that solves problems and then 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 there comes this idea of like of the how and I'm realizing the how's in the silence like yes got yes it. Like just, and, and as you said before, it, it's in the silence, but it's not going to come now. Like it's taken you, you know, my journey to where I am now is, you know, two decades. Yours, you know, yep. similar in terms of where we're at with that too. So it's, it's if, yeah, wonderful kind of, you know, journey in there too. Do you have any kind of more thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll say, well, I want to share a little bit on that for a second, if you don't mind, for just two seconds. Please, um, uh, you, take all the time you need. My wife pushed, she would push me on that, right? Saying, well, why do you want to be a billionaire? Why, why, why a billionaire? Why, that, you know, and so that's just so selfish of you. Truth be told, Angus, the reason behind that, and, and this is the reason our listeners should really push to expand to be the best that they can be to ultimately do. My goal is to take everything to the grave. I mean, you know, when they, when they go to the grave, dude, it's empty. They're like, dude. That dude lived life to the full. Every ounce of talent, he drained it, man. I mean, he drained it dry, right? And so, truth be told, Angus, it, it's 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 getting to this level that I talk about billion dollar business that you're able to make major impact in people's life when you're able to see communities that are struggling and you're able to write the check because you're like, dude, what do we need? Oh, we need school systems. Oh, how much is it going to cost? Hundred million dollars? Oh, hey, let's do it. Let's go right now. And so when you talk about how do you live a selfless life, it requires you to have that silence that you're saying right now to solve these big problems so that you can come back now and be selfless, right? Because truth be told, all of us, Alex included right now, Angus, I'm very selfish at times. And the reason I'm selfish, Angus, is because I don't have unlimited resources. And so therefore, someone came and asked me, uh, for you know a million bucks right now. Well, ooh, I got a family, man. Hey, I, I, my kids, I gotta, I gotta buy them some stuff. I gotta do it. So now everything comes back to me because I'm selfish, right? You, you know, people who don't have resources, truth be told, Angus, they're probably some of the selfish, the most selfish people in the world because they're only thinking about what do I eat? How can I eat for today? How can I do this? When you begin to expand. When you begin to spend time by yourself, thinking, creating this vision, becoming confident in yourself, but going after something much greater and reaching for that, as you begin to do that and expand, it gives you the power to be selfless 
to give to others to say, oh, what do you, what do you need? What's going on? And, and Angus, when you talk about the feeling that we talked about before, there's no feeling like that in the world. You, when you begin to give and transform people's life by the attention you give them, the resources that you're able to invest in them, man, that, that, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. So when I pursue this, this vision of dream for Alex of a billion dollar company, I'm saying, Lou, listen, no, it's, it's not about me doing that just to be on, you know, Forbes list. No, it, it gives me the flexibility and the freedom to say, okay, now what problems do we solve? that I don't have to raise money on, right? I can just call on my friend Angus. Angus, we need $100 million, dude. We're going to change the world. Let's go, Angus. You and I, we're going to foot this bill ourselves. We don't need anybody else because we can do it. And we can eradicate whatever that is out there. But that, that takes the discipline. That takes the time. That takes the focus. And truth be told, I think a lot of us are just uh, – we sedate ourselves with so many things, man, so many things, internet, Facebook, my television show, sports, you know, you name it. I'm trying to reel myself in and say, dude, no, no, no. Listen, if you can be disciplined, if you can spend time by yourself, if you can spend time thinking, ear hustling, looking, dude, you can begin to create a life for yourself and your family like none other, but Bigger than that, you can make an impact on the world like no one has ever seen because you were willing to remove yourself from all of the, 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 the noise to begin to settle yourself down, to see what's going on, how can you tap into your God-given talent, your resources, everything that life has given you to ultimately expand that, create something great so now that you can go and change the world. Oof. So that's I the deal, brother. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, it's not often, it's, I, I think I'm up to, it's well over 100 episodes I've done of this as, as well. Oh, man. And Dude, I don't, I'm proud of you. Dude. I'm... No, buddy, I'm just, I'm, I'm flawed. It's so, it, it, what's really lovely about this is that, you know, when you and I get to talk, often we don't get to talk like this. This is not a normal conversation. Right. We, I mean, right. we dream big right. and we share and we do this kind of stuff there too. But, uh, you know, to hear that is um it's beautiful buddy and i know that that's a vision that i'm 100 percent in support of helping you kind of realize that as you move forwards too and it's it's i love it i um i'm gonna wind this up and and and, and finish on that note there too because it's such a powerful powerful note um to, to finish with as, as well um, I'm going to suggest that, it, look, for those of you that might be listening, thinking, hang on, Alex kind of works in leadership with construction. I'm a chiropractor, naturopath, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I want you to, so Alex, where's the best people to find you on, best way for people to find you online? And, and if they want to. Yeah, man, so, so they, can, uh, they can find me online. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, alexwillis.tv, that's a YouTube channel. So I'm all, I'm there, you know, so I respond there. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, you know, uh, Alexander Willis on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm there all the time, Angus. Uh, as well as, you know, they can email me. I mean, I just want to help people. And so unlike a lot of people that don't give their information out, you know, I'm uh, Alex at Leadership Surge, you know, and that's like an electrical surge, S-U-R-G-E dot com. And uh, any way that I can help out, man, let me know. And I would love to uh, give information. We have tons of information I just want to give away just to make people's lives better because I believe that if we do that, man, life brings it back to you. So it's awesome. Yeah, beautiful. And I'll make sure I have all those kind of notes for you listening in, okay. in the show notes there as well. I love Alex's videos. He's, uh, as you can hear, if you've got to hear listening, he's incredibly magnetic. And it doesn't surprise me when, you know, three is the performer because you are a wonderful performer. And I mean that in the truest kind of sense of, of the word. 
um, there as well. We didn't even get to touch on leadership, which means this, we're definitely coming back for round two, which is great. So I purposely didn't want to touch on it now. I'm like, do we keep doing it? Okay, no, no, I'm going to wind up after that just beautiful summary you shared beforehand. And then I'm going to tell you, we have to come back and talk about the importance of leadership as, as well. Love Buddy, it. any final words in summing up um, our chat today? Anything you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I just want to leave your listeners with uh, just the thought that you said, man, be willing to expand, right? Be willing to do whatever it takes to tap into yourself uh, to, to, to ultimately reach and give the world the best you, right? The world needs you. The world needs you. For those who are listening right now, uh, you may feel small, but I tell you, we need what you have. Alex needs what you have. And so I'm asking you to fight and push, you know, through to, to receive that vision, to do ultimately what only you can do in the world, right? What only you can do in the world and, and, and be willing to do whatever it takes to get up to do that, regardless of where you are, regardless of how many times they told you no. Uh, understand that's a part of the journey. That's part of the journey and that's how we get there. But ultimately, I'm asking them, I want to challenge them to be willing to do it, to do whatever it takes. Because failure isn't final until you quit, all right? And so keep going. Beautiful. With that being said, brother, love you. Over and out. Love you too, man. Thanks, brother. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.